0: What a absolutely brilliant race in Singapore. Um, although you can't really call it Singapore, more like singer amazing, nailed it. Today we are talking about the, <laughs> <to> the <laughs> That's the intro I had. That's so bad. Singapore, singer good, singer. I met, that was where I was going. That with. was poor. That uh, was Singapore. That was, that was poor. Yeah, obviously. Very poor. That was the only intro I had. Anyway, welcome to the 107 Podcast with myself, Jacob, and my co-host, Ash. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Singapore. What a great race.
1: What a very good race, yes. Um, Singapore, right? like we said... Ooh, can't sorry?
0: complain, that's all I was saying. Just, yeah, can't complain.
1: Yeah, Singapore, like we said, always brings up a, a good race. And I think there was probably a little bit of a dip in the middle with uh, Carlos controlling the pace, but hmm. overall... Brilliant. And yeah, let's, speaking of Carlos, let's dive into Ferrari. Carlos with the win, the smooth operator. Second win for Ferrari. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I actually don't know what to say. That was such a well-managed race. He,
0: like, he did it all the way through from Saturday. He did everything he needed to do. He put it on pole. Yep. He dictated the pace when he needed to. He pulled out a tactical masterclass when he needed to. He did everything perfectly correctly, and he was rewarded with the race win. Amazing. Absolutely amazing.
1: We take the Mick out of Ferrari strategy and performance, Mm. but like, hands up. They knew exactly what they were doing. Mm. They put Leclerc on the soft tyres so they could get past Russell, and then they just backed the pack up, making sure that no one could undercut him. And if a safety car came out, which we'll talk about a little bit later, yeah. they were in a good position. Uh, but then I am going to admit, when they didn't box when the virtual safety car came out yeah. and the Mercedes did, and I'm like, ah, that's the Ferrari we know. But Carlos is like, I think I'll take over. You know, <laughs> I think I'll take over strategy I know and performance. I know what I'm doing. You know, leave me alone. I know what to do. Yeah. As Kimi would say, me alone. I know what I'm doing, you know. Uh, <laughs> and he just played that perfectly. Kept Lando in DRS so Lando could pull away and e- not easily, but defend against Russell um, and just manage that race perfectly. I just, th- he did nothing wrong. No. And hats off, hats off to him. I know he's he's had his criticisms in the past, but... He, there's that was a perfect race for him from, from start to finish.
0: Yeah, I, I I really do feel like Carlos is emerging as a proper team leader at Ferrari. Um, and that's not to say that, oh, I think he's a better driver than Charles or anything like that. But sometimes, and we've mentioned it before on the podcast, you just need to take something by the horns and actually like make proper decisions. And it, fine, I'll do it myself levels. Um, and he did that. He he absolutely bossed it. Made every single decision correctly. And I know for a fact that if Ferrari had made a what he felt like to be an incorrect decision, like not pitting under the safety car, like the first time, then I feel like he would have said, "No, you're gonna you're gonna have to pit me. You have to pit me now. It's Singapore. Pit me." So yeah. I think I think he he put every single foot correctly. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely uh, it's phenomenal. also
1: interesting that he started to take more of that team lead role and. Mm be more vocal on decisions since Fred took over. Yes. So I don't know if Fred is creating that environment where, like, be afraid to challenge us. Don't, sorry, don't be afraid to challenge us. He's probably and
0: just said empowering them to do so, both drivers, I'd imagine, especially because if you go back to, and this is a slight segue, if you go back to uh, the previous race in Monza, he let them race. Fred let yep. the two Ferraris race, which, yep. I mean... No risk. No That's risk. I, they were uh, like, okay. Go for it. So... Yeah, I think, I think that he's definitely the right team principal for them right now. Um, and he seems to be getting the most out of both drivers and also the car as well. The car seems to have come forward a decent amount too. So. Well,
1: Monza and Singapore are two completely different tracks. Exactly. And they put it on pole in both. both laps. I know we saw some comments on some of our posts like slipstreams mm. and you know, those Monza engines. But you put it on pole, you put it on pole. Yeah, and
0: also a slipstream stream and organising a slipstream is still complicated in and of itself as well. So you can't oh, yeah, take that you away from be, them either.
1: Yeah, you can't be too far behind because then they lose downforce and damage the tyres and you can't be too far ahead and you've got to time it all right. But, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, I think probably the one misstep, and I'd like to look into it a little bit more, but you know, with team radios and timings, is obviously the double stack because because of that, Charles went from P2. And then drop back, Lando was able to get past him. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if they just mismanaged the timings just a little bit. Yeah. And you know, they just didn't double stack it correctly. And double stacking is, is very difficult. Mercedes make it look easy, and Red Bull make it look easy, but yeah. it is very hard. That was probably the one mishap that happened. But overall, we shit on Ferrari, but we've got to hold our hands up and say, well done.
0: Like I said, pretty right. much a flawless weekend. They did sacrifice yeah. Charles a little bit, but they won the race. So it was very clearly the correct decision.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. And that's what needed to be done. Um, so P2 and P... Seven. Seven. Don't test me. Yeah. Don't test me on my boys. Don't you dare test me.
0: Let's ignore the podium for a second. Making up 10 spaces. 10 spaces. He made up 10 positions, right? From P17 to P7, right? Admittedly, three cars retired, but we'll ignore that. Um, But he went from P17 to P7, right? He battled Perez and came out on top as well, might I add. And, (laughs) and... It's his first ever race at Singapore. The guy smashed it. The guy absolutely yeah. smashed it if um if Carlos hadn't a won and it had been someone else winning, I'd argue that's driver of the day material.
1: I would argue Lando uh, would be Lando or Liam Lawson Liam also did me.
0: phenomenally as well, but yeah. I still but think that it's arguably driver of the day levels like that not everyone goes up 10, 10 places in a race where they've never raced before in singapore like that's that's ridiculous so hats off yeah. to oscar um especially because when you compare it to for example the other rookie in logan Sargent, it's just completely different levels i understand the car's different but it's completely different levels um but yeah so oscar phenomenal job um but carlando on the podium it was well, just vibes. Let's, let's it was talk
1: about Lando. Again, he amazing. was similar to Carlos. He drove a perfect race. Yep. He kept himself out of trouble. Uh, managed to jump uh, Leclerc at the pit stops. Yep, strategy and was good. Held off, held off um, the Mercedes of George Russell. Mm. And at one point was actually pushing Carlos. He was within a second. And I thought, oh, could Lando get the overtake and the win done here? Um, but then we found out Carlos was just managing the gap. But yeah. still... Again, at Singapore, it's a long race. It's a difficult race. And mm. uh, he did clip that wall that George clipped at yeah. the end. And so he was lucky to just get away with not um, getting into the barriers. Yeah, Whoa. But yeah, again, epic race. These new guys, when you say new, youngsters, hey, yeah, these young drivers are showing, hey, look, we've got the race craft of... The Hamiltons, the Alonsos.
0: You you say young drivers. How many races do you think Lando Norris has completed in Formula One? Loads,
1: he's done loads, is not he? He joined twenty nineteen, didn't he? Mm. So, so he must be on what sixty races? Around sixty races?
0: I'm trying to figure it
1: out now, right now. I'm just averaging twenty-seven. Yes. So, yeah, like fair play to him and uh, yeah carlando back on the podium the bromance the bromance will never die <laughs>
0: i i tell you what the hug that they had at the yeah. at the end once carlos had finished celebrating with the ferrari guys the hug at the afterwards like when he turned yeah. around it's just like no, yeah I, that was I, I also
1: love the fact that mclaren were there giving him his props yeah. as well so
0: i i think that no matter what, Carlos will always be part of that McLaren family, and I love that. That is absolutely brilliant. And the fact that I know, I know that Zach would have said something completely stupid to him, like "I owe you a drink" or something like that, uh-huh. because like it essentially guaranteed their their podium and their P two. Um, yeah. What what? Maybe it's that, I
1: think I'll get a tattoo. Yeah, on, uh, <laughs> yeah. Red <on a laughs> yeah. chili, tattoo, chili yeah. or something. Um, it was also nice, slightly off topic, to not hear the Dutch. Or Austrian. Yes, I quite like the Italian and Spanish anthems. I quite think they're quite catchy. They're not you know. bad at all. um
0: yeah. I mean, so, I think that we we were all a little bit tired of hearing the Dutch national anthem yeah. and the Austrian uh, national. Normal anthem. service will
1: reju- uh, uh, resume on Sunday next week. It'll that. be
0: absolutely back to normal. Um, <laughs> but it's it's amazing, isn't it? How one person not winning has created so many different yeah. storylines within within but, the sport. It's it's ridiculous.
1: This is the thing, right, is people want to see competition mm. for the top spots, yeah. right? Because I know there's a lot of battles in the midfield and down, but if you really want people engaged into the sport, in any sport, yeah. it's like boxing. You want to see the best fight the best, right? In football, you want to see the Champions League, right? That's so exciting because it's the best teams from each league. yeah. And that's the same with Formula One. It's obviously a lot more difficult, but we don't mind who wins, if it's Hamilton or Verstappen. We just want to see him fight for that championship, which is why I think Alonso is held in so much regard during his Ferrari years because he just fought all the way to the end. Yeah. But yeah, talking about um, champions, uh, P3 and unfortunately did not finish. Mm. Um, Lewis and George. I yes. think it's quite interesting. Lewis came out saying that my quality pace is it's not there, but on the race, he's got it. So, I mean, that's a mark of a champion to be like, look, yeah, I know I need to improve. Happy to say it. And it'd be interesting to see if he starts to beat George more in qualifying. Yeah, and-
0: I, I think especially because you know that Lewis will take some sort of inefficiency in the car during those quality laps to make up for it in race pace. You know he will. He's such a such a professional um that he he will absolutely take that on the chin and just go for it if he knows that that's how he will score maximum points over that weekend he'll do it regardless um and he's currently winning in the in the championship against Fernando i think now
1: um, yes think he is he's, now he's up, up p3 yes yeah and poor george russell he was driving a great yeah. race um good strategy by the team to put them both on the uh yellow wall tires but again, and do you know what? Um, I saw this commented um, quite a little bit. Uh, Martin Brundle was absolutely on it with his commentary. Um, he said something about Fernando that we'll touch on later. Sure. But he said, when you're chasing someone, you can kind of get lost in chasing them mm. and not be aware of your surroundings. And that's exactly what happened. He just he was so focused on trying to get past. Lando trying to get to Carlos, trying to get the win. Yeah, that he just clipped that barrier for about sixty laps. He was inch perfect Fine. every time, yeah. and it just put him out. And oh, you got a feel for the guy. You know, again, he was driving a good race. Yeah, I think um,
0: I think it's it is incredibly gutting, um, and yeah. it just goes to show how lethal. That track can actually be. I mean, who's to say yeah. that, you know, you were saying that Lando was closing the gap on Carlos? If that race had gone on two or three laps longer, maybe Carlos does clip and then ends up yeah. and then Lando blur and then Lando ends up running winning. Or maybe uh Lando ends up clipping the wall more than he actually did, and then George goes into the back of him and Lewis ends up in P2. So like there's so many different things that could have happened because you do need to be so millimeter perfect going around those streets because it's completely unforgiving um and it was very very unlucky and you're right the what martin said was bang on you can get lost like the amount of times where we've played the f1 game and we're so so distracted trying to catch up or keep up (laughs) with each other we miss breaking points and stuff like that so and i'm sure anyone who's ever played a video game or something like that will will sympathize with it too Um, But at the end of the day, I think that this will be a big learning curve for George and it will be something that he should hopefully take on the chin and he will work on with... uh, He'll he'll come back stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know he will. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing him back on track in Japan next week,
1: this week. And it also shows um, how epic these guys are. So if you just take Carlos, for example, he's driving, he's hot, Mm. he's tired, he's sweating he's got to be inch perfect on breaking points on yep. being close to um, the barriers. And then he's got to write, I've got to make sure that Lando's within DRS. And then I also got to defend against him and I just got to manage the race. And he's doing all of that while driving at 100, 150 miles per hour, where as George showed one small mistake and that's it. Yeah. He's out. So if anyone thinks these guys are not athletes, you've got another thing coming.
0: Yeah. I think one of the, One of the things that you could potentially even compare him to his hero is that another driver who's very good at managing the race, not only managing themselves in the car and managing their pace and stuff like that, but managing the race around them, Fernando Alonso. Yep. Also incredibly good at managing the entire race.
1: Yep. Um, So in P6, and unfortunately, because he was also having a good race, did not finish, was Pierre uh, Gasly and Esteban Ocon. Hold on. Don't mean don't we want to talk a little bit about Lewis?
0: Uh what do we want to say about Lewis? Lewis did great. I thought he had a brilliant race. Yeah, we said yeah. that. Oh, all right. Yeah. Fine. Well. Uh,
1: no, I, <laughs> I think we were just about it. I I actually totally forgot uh, about P5 and the Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah well they didn't get on the podium which no is no, no it's talking. fine
0: let's let's crack on let's go let's go through alpine and then we'll come to red bull at the end we'll save red bull to the end
1: actually yeah let's save red bull for the yeah end. let's save them to the end That sounds like a good, good idea yeah <laughs> p6 did not start uh sorry did not finish uh ocon and p6 for gasly again gotta feel for for ocon he was it's a great race that
0: and- rubbish french engineering mate It's just <laughs> they can't build engines they can't. The The engine went on strike halfway through the race. You, you, I want
1: uh, Pierre to finish the race. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> you get my point. Like, they seem to have quite a few reliability issues and yeah. especially with uh, the supposed um, development freeze maybe happening for the new regulations around engines and one team apparently being very far behind and the only team currently struggling with reliability <laughs> is Alpine. Hmm i wonder which one it could be um honestly fix fix your whole team your whole team's washed at the moment i think we really need to we really need to have a discussion about almost an intervention about alpine for me personally because i just don't think they're on it whatsoever um and how pierre managed p6 in that tractor is unbelievable uh i think he did very very well
1: that's the Um, thing
0: pierre is phenomenal Um, I don't think enough people give him enough respect, to be completely honest. I think he's almost having a second wind in his career, a little bit like Alex Albon, now that he's free of the Red Bull brand, um, or the Red Bull Driver Academy, which is really nice to see. Um, And yeah, it's just a shame that Alpine, obviously, like, I joke, it's a shame that Alpine couldn't have both cars finish the race.
1: Alpine are just very forgettable.
0: That's yeah. I don't know.
1: Maybe they're a little bit maybe shortchanged by race direction and then they're, they're not I really on it. And,
0: the problem uh, is, is that a lot of people refer to Alpine as Team Endstone because the team has changed so many different times over the over the yeah. years, right? And if you look at every other team, they have something about them. Even Haas. Haas are the underdog. They're the plucky underdog with, like, pocket money. Trying right, to, and they trying have and,
1: Gunther as they well. They have
0: Gunther as well. And, like, they, like Williams, they have so much heritage, and they've got an exciting youngster in the car. They've got Alex Albon. They've got a little Duracell battery on the back of their car. It's brilliant. Like, but then you've got Alping. Are they yeah. French?
1: That's it. Okay. It's just, they're just there. Uh, <laughs> kind of
0: great. I like Pierre. He's very attractive. But I mean, and then you've got Luigi, Waluigi, sorry, driving for you as well. I mean that like there's, they don't have anything about them. They they're yeah. not the Ferrari where draw any like ask a child to draw a car, it's red ferrari that's all you need to know brilliant i also just think there's the just name nothing, like you know the name is just it's a, alpine it's, it's just not, a big a, hill it's not a ra- exactly <laughs> it's, not. it's not a
1: racing name
0: i mean alpine racing like hills hill hill climbs and stuff like that that's where it's come where it comes from but i think yeah, the biggest hill they have to climb is dealing with uh their internal uh staffing at the moment to be completely honest
1: and yeah there's just Meh. So we'll just move on. <laughs> yes,
0: let's move on. I mean... Let's I-
1: move on to another uh, did not finish, unfortunately, mm. uh, Yuki Snowder and P9 for Liam Lawson. Yes. Let's so- start with Yuki. Yes. Um, do you think it was a penalty? Do you think Sergio diving on, up the inside and taking out Yuki, I know that one's treated differently by the stewards... Mm. But do you think it was a penalty, or do you think he should have had a penalty?
0: Let me let me ask you this: At what point was Perez in front of Yuki?
1: At uh, no point whatsoever. Right,
0: penalty. Yeah, that's it. I understand it's lap one. You make cheeky moves, but you've DNF'd a car yeah. on a move which was not on. It just wasn't. Um, yeah. I understand you're frustrated because
1: you're further down in the grid, um, but no, and it's, it's a not long on. race as well. Um, it's not on and. And it's not one of those lap like, ones where it's like, okay, half a dozen ones, six yeah, of exactly, Okay, maybe yeah. he pushed him off, but, you know, he still managed to come back on the track. It, he hit Yuki and Yuki was out.
0: Yeah, that was uh, to, it. to me, it's unacceptable. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I think... I'm really
1: surprised that he didn't get the penalty.
0: Yeah, five-second time penalty should have been awarded.
1: But from the lowest of the lows was the highest of the highest to Liam Lawson. Yeah, who... true. Like it's like a fairy tale story. Couldn't go to Singapore with his family. Yeah, ends up going there as a driver, getting points at your first time there, mm. and really making a name for himself. To say, hey, give me a seat. Yeah. And, um, rumors are he's not going to get the seat next year. It's going to be Yuki and Daniel. Yeah. But apparently, he's basically next in line if they don't perform or if there's a shuffle in 2025.
0: Yeah. So another point to add as well is that that is the highest scoring Tower of the season. Boom. So they have more points than drivers now. They do. <laughs> Congratulations. Um but I so one thing I would like to point out about that is that I think that Yuki probably would have had a better point scoring opportunity had Perez not tried to kill him, or he'd be really unlucky with engines I mean, and stuff like that. Two, so. two
1: races in a row where he's not exactly. Able to fight for yeah. points.
0: So home race this weekend. Fingers fingers crossed. If anything comes out of this race, I want points for Yuki at his home race. That's what I want. Yeah. This that be. He deserves um, that
1: after the absolutely. shit he
0: Um. Hopefully it will it will come, but who knows? But back to Liam Lawson. I think yes, that is the current rumor is that Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo will be confirmed. Um, at some point, probably when Liam disappears back to Superformula and Daniel comes back into the car. Um, but I did even hear a cheeky rumour that Daniel and Liam Lawson would be the drivers for AlphaTauri and that uh, Yuki would be the reserve slash test driver like Alex Albon was uh, a couple of years ago. So I also heard that rumour. So I don't know exactly what's going, going on at AlphaTauri. Um, but it goes back to what I keep banging on about. This is why we need more teams in Formula 1, because there are not enough seats for the calibre of driver that we have, minus maybe one or two on the on the current grid, but we haven't spoken about those two gentlemen just yet.
1: We could have something where, because Fernando's contract ends in 2025, yes, he could leave, Yuki goes to Aston Martin Honda, yes. and... Liam Lawson comes in with Daniel Ricciardo. True, but that's
0: or... that's still a while off. So who knows?
1: Yeah, um, who
0: knows? But who knows? But I I think that it's very clear and obvious that Lawson deserves a seat in Formula One. Yeah, very 100%. clear and obvious um and i don't think it would be a similar situation where you know last year nick came in and all of a sudden he you know scored points in his first race and he did a he did an absolutely fantastic job and i don't want to take anything away from that but i think the situation is different i think liam lawson is just built different you don't like i said before you don't win your debut super formula race if you aren't something slightly special that just doesn't happen (laughs) Also, you
1: don't be one of the drivers to overtake Max Verstappen and also knock him out of uh, qualifying.
0: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And this is what I'm talking about. There's something about him which is pretty good. He's got so much potential there.
1: Definitely. Um, Let's move on to Haas. P10 for K-Mag getting points. Boom! And P13 (laughs) for Nico. But they had an amazing qualifying.
0: Oh, brilliant qualifying.
1: Um, uh, the updates that they brought to that car yeah. have really worked well yeah. they still have the tyre issues so obviously it helps them in quality but kind mm. of hinders them in race pace but yes. fucking hell do you look like fucking rock stars yeah, now they yeah they did look like rock
0: stars <laughs> um, I have to say that Kevin, Kevin also did say that he wasn't expecting P10 in the end and it he thought it was game over to quote him directly uh, and yep. the P10 was really satisfying which is great to, great to hear um, especially because like recently obviously Nico has been beating kevin in the races as like race results and quality and quality so for for kevin to have an like one like added to the tally in terms of like beat him in the race type thing is quite nice for him and will probably boost his confidence quite a bit especially with these upgrades because we know that both of those drivers at house are pretty good um Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how far these upgrades will carry them and it would be interesting to see how these upgrades and also apparently the planned upgrades coming at Cota, um, how far forward those upgrades take them for the rest of the season um, and how they translate to different tracks because obviously this track is pretty unique. It's similar-ish to Monaco in, in, in certain ways. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a brilliant weekend for, for Haas, to be completely honest, to get a point. I know it's only a point, but it's a point that they desperately need.
1: If they can sort out their tyre issues...
0: They're golden. They are golden. golden. Um, And I really, really do hope that they get that issue sorted. Because, like I said, even five minutes ago, they are the plucky underdog who are (laughs) trying to go racing against the big boys with pocket money. Um, So, Gene, get your checkbook out because very clearly something's going right. Um yeah. and I didn't like I will say it as well I didn't like the um the slander against Gunther in the last couple of weeks saying that he's not a very good team principal because clearly he's doing was doing that right. I was just on Twitter for, uh, like on Twitter oh, TikTok that sort of yeah. well X I guess. Um yeah. but yeah that's why just, I love
1: not being on Twitter.
0: Yeah I I think it's just, You're uh, my Twitter news Yeah apparently yeah um <laughs> But um, speaking of Twitter, we have the 107 podcast account. Please go and follow us. Um, but so the all threads. All threads, which I, yeah, which we, I've, I, never I don't checked. think we ever check. <laughs> so if you send Somehow us a message on threads... But- no idea. Have <laughs> wouldn't be able to. does not even have the app installed. It's not allowed in the EU. So, um but yeah. So like I said, uh, a little bit of slander for for um, Gunther, which I think was undeserved. Um And yeah, I think the great weekend. Let's push on and see what Hass can do next weekend.
1: There's a reason why he's been team principal for the past oh, few years. Absolutely, right? we only see you know the drive to survive and him doing media stuff. We don't mm. actually see him being a team principal, you know, motivating the team, debrief, speaking to the staff. And that's, uh, if you actually do want to know a little bit more about Gunther behind the scenes, he does the high performance podcast. Yes. And he talk, he talks a lot about, kind of what you don't see on the cameras yeah and i highly recommend it it's a very very good podcast
0: one thing i would say as well is that when i was there in the paddock i did ask like what gunther was like like with the members of staff and everyone had like really lovely words to say about him everyone said that he was absolutely brilliant so i mean they wouldn't just say that they just wouldn't
1: um yeah let's move on to uh, williams p11 for albon um and p Fourteen for Logan, if we start with Alex uh, he was so because uh, I was associate Alwan should say Alex, I really feel for him. he was having a great race and Sergio was like pow and i i put I put it out as a joke, but we were talking about this um podcast ago. he got a five second penalty for that impact with Alex, mm. but it didn't affect his final we'll talk about Sergio in a little bit, but it yeah. didn't affect his final position. Is that even a penalty?
0: Not really, you know? and,
1: and it was given after the race as well. Yeah,
0: so. um, because then, like, like we've said a couple of times, like if you're given a penalty in the race, you drive differently.
1: Um, yes. Whereas,
0: like Daniel Ricciardo's, like oh, I've got a five second time penalty, I'll drive faster. That's the yeah. levels of, like, it changes your mentality in the very moment. So, you know, and other drivers behind, you saw even this year in Australia, people were trying to get as close behind Carlos as humanly possible so yeah. that Carlos would be demoted. So, you know, it's it's something which should have been addressed in the race. And potentially, here's, here's even an idea, is that if you're given a time penalty or if you're given a penalty thereafter the race that doesn't affect your position, maybe just a little slap on the wrist, you get a one place grid penalty applied the next race.
1: See, I was thinking about things that happen on the next race, but yeah. if you give a one place grid penalty to a Red Bull, it doesn't really affect them. Penalties well, have to be a deterrent, right? And yeah,
0: but the problem is, is that Sergio did it twice this weekend. And yeah. it's um, not. I don't know how he got away. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I He should have even got a black and white flag, arguably. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, Kevin got
0: one. Uh, I can't remember really? what for. Kevin got one for this oh. weekend. I can't remember why. I, I could not tell you why, um, but I remember seeing it pop up.
1: Um, Logan Sargent is not having the best of races. No. Um, I,
0: I mentioned it earlier as well with... with like drivers who may not necessarily deserve a seat in yeah. F1 I'm still on the fence about Logan I feel like he's been incredibly
1: unlucky um, Yeah I'm on the fence because he is a rookie right? I know we compare him to Albon Yeah I know yeah I know we compare him to Albon but Albon Albon's got the experience Yeah um but I just don't I don't see the potential I don't see your art, you know what, he's having a great qualifying or he's putting that car where it shouldn't be Um, because, you know, potential is hard. You can't measure it, but you see Liam Lawson come in and I know they're different cars and different drivers, but you're like, I kind of see what you're doing. And I can see where you could go. I don't see that with Logan.
0: There's there hasn't been a moment like a save or an overtake or anything that I've seen from him where I've gone. It's,
1: okay, it's not even nice. not even that. It's just like just be within a certain time of your mm. teammate, right? Because okay, if you qualify P twenty, you qualify P twenty. But if it's a tenth of Alex in P nineteen, fine, right? Sure, I, yeah. I, can, I understand that. know
0: but if alex is p let's say 15 and he's 0.8 seconds off you start questioning it um and i i don't think this helps him as well because then you look at oscar who's also a rookie and he's smashing it he got a podium yeah well sort of Uh, he got a third of a podium so so. that that's the other thing as far as i think that there are some very unfair um Comparison yeah, because
1: thing? even when the McLaren was bad, Oscar mm. was within a fair time Oh, of yeah. Lando. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, OK, yeah, we know the car's bad for both Lando and Oscar, but they're both doing what they can.
0: Exactly. Also, the uh, McLaren that Lando was driving this weekend had one or two slight changes compared to Oscar's just, just okay. to make you aware as well. Um, what so changes? I, I don't know, but I, well, I, as far as you I know, Oscar or? had one or two tiny upgrades unavailable to
1: him. Okay. Just just to make you aware. All right. Um, I'm not going to dive into the next team, because I just want because it's going to be very quick to cover off. Um, Alfa Romeo, Valtteri Bottas um, did not finish. Zhu uh, did quite well, P12. Um, I think the key thing to say for them is Zhu uh, was signed for next year. Yes, so there Big was some, to talk- him,
0: honestly. Yeah, there um, was some
1: talk about someone else coming in, them not agreeing to a contract. Um, but they have it all sorted. And I would like, I think he's doing the right shoe, and yeah. I'd like to see him in um, Formula One for another season.
0: I, th- I think he's doing well enough to deserve that seat uh he does push Valtteri when he needs to and we know that Valtteri isn't isn't you know a complete pushover he's not maybe the best driver in the world but he's not a complete pushover and he's a solid driver that you can rely on um I think that in all honesty I think part of the reason why the contract wasn't signed and I know this from various of the different bits and pieces um is probably because sponsorship money and getting money out of China right now can be quite difficult I okay. think that may have something to do with it.
1: Ah, uh, seen, see. But uh, yeah, he's showing improvement and it'll be interesting to see what he does next season. So, uh, one of the teams we're actually going to talk a lot about. Uh, mm. We'll start off with Lance. Yeah. Wow. Let's. What a crash.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that because that is a horrific crash. Uh, that,
1: pff,
0: uh, ridiculous. To see
1: him get up and walk away from that
0: incredible is
1: a testament to safety in formula one yeah i mean it, it was just like the, very rarely do you see the wheel tethers fail on these cars mm. so the speedy hit that barrier at i think they said he pushed it back about three or four meters um i, I wouldn't
0: just, surprise me yeah, yeah. Um, and he spanned round quite a bit as well so yeah he, you
1: could see his head I don't know what the G would have been, been
0: but maybe you talk a little bit more while I quickly Google what that would have been.
1: Yeah, so um, he had to go to the way bridge. Yeah, obviously he was in the elimination zone, so he was really pushing. Well, had two personal bests in sector one and sector two. Overcooked it coming out the last couple of corners, and probably would have got through to the second round of qualifying. But yeah, he hit that barrier. Really, really he hard. He hit it at
0: 110 miles an hour.
1: Wow. That is yeah. insane. Um, absolutely destroyed the car. Um, they couldn't get it fixed in time for the race, but also he mentioned that he was feeling a bit sore. Probably wouldn't have been able to give 100%, especially in a race as demanding as Singapore. Yeah. And rightfully, I think it was the right decision, uh, withdrew from the race to be fully prepped for Japan.
0: Yeah. I'm um, I'm trying to find the G-force, but the only thing that I've seen apparently is that the G-ometer thingy apparently broke.
1: Wow! Apparently, okay.
0: um, but I'd so, imagine it would be pretty heavy to have done that uh, because yeah. yeah, somebody just somebody on Reddit has said the G-force measuring thing probably broke. Um,
1: wow. so, yeah, yeah, re- really glad that he was able to get up and walk away from that. I think you know the safety cell. Well, there was comparisons to centers instead, centers instead, and it just yep. shows you how far safety has come in Formula One. And yeah, that was. I think the, one thing you never get from the on and the Formula One feed is the sound of the crash. Mm. And I know a video went viral of someone recording it from on a their fan's phone. Yeah, and when you hear that crap you hear the sound. You're like, ooh, yeah, it was horrific. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I, I personally feel as though there are a couple of other reasons external reasons as to why he didn't race um, and I know from other teams and stuff like that that essentially they and there used to be a rule about this there used to be a spare car so if you crashed it in qualifying don't worry because there's a spare car I mean do worry because you've got to pay hundreds of thousands of pounds or maybe even millions in terms of damage but there's a spare car So I know that they would have had all of the components there to make a car. They would have broken the curfew and they probably would have got it done ready for the next day. However, and I've been getting the feeling over the last couple of weeks that I just don't think that Lance's heart is in it anymore.
1: And I think that
0: massively contributed to whether or not he took part in the race. Because I know that they have Felipe Drogovic, they have um oh who's the other one who used to drive soffel van Dorn? they had those two reserve drivers available to them
1: so if he was injured they could have called on those two drivers as well no they couldn't have couldn't they no i think you have to have done at least one session ah okay they've not done okay all right but my i don't know if it's one session in the entire calendar or one session in the weekend. the, race, in the I weekend not um, Yeah, because there was like, um, obviously, joking, they were saying, oh, can we get Seb in the car? Yeah, I think you need to have done a session.
0: Okay. Well, um, in that case then, I still feel as though, I just don't think his heart's in it anymore. I think you saw, there was a, there was a video of all of the drivers leaving one of the drivers' briefings, and he was, the, he was the only one on his own. He looked very sheepish, didn't look like he was particularly paying much attention type thing coming out of the room. Everyone else was chatting and like talking through bits and pieces. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, if anyone else has seen the video. I've seen it, he's but I been,
1: don't he's, take 10 second videos. Yeah, no, I know.
0: But I think psychology. that added with him looking very dejected and very demotivated after the monza race as well and then this crash as well i just i don't i just don't think his heart's in it and i don't think his heart's been in it for a couple of weeks now i think something has mentally changed and that's not to say that it couldn't come back but for me personally i just don't think his heart is in it at the moment
1: yeah we'll have to see he could come back in japan absolutely yeah i want to. to be over and you know what i'm just gonna just chill out um yeah, we'll see. But, uh, but like, was he even around in the pit lane? Nah, but I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he would have.
0: But he should have been in the garage.
1: Uh, you know yeah, know I don't what know. I mean? if he, was, uh, but like he should know have been
0: around and he wasn't. I don't think he was.
1: So, yeah, well, we'll see what the next few weeks hold for him. Um, Fernando, a race to forget.
0: Yeah, he uh, was incredibly unlucky with the safety car as well.
1: So what happened was apparently he got suspension damage, hmm. um, I believe from debris from, I'm not thinking it might have been Sonoda, but he got suspension damage. And this is where um, I was talking about earlier where Martin Brundle picked up on two things. The first yeah. was George Russell. The second one was he noticed that Fernando's steering wheels are slightly to the right. Yeah. Um, and then that was kind of backed up by saying Fernando had suspension damage, which is probably what caused him to lock up. Mm. Uh, when he went for his pit stop and get the penalty and why he locked up towards the end of the race and kind of just was losing pace yeah um but yeah a, a race to forget um I'm a little bit worried about Aston because they're supposed to be optimizing continually developing that car but Hass are out developing them McLaren are way out developed them mm. Ferrari have Mercedes have and I'm like What's going on, right? You said you were going to be bringing upgrades.
0: Yeah. I was
1: just going backwards. I do
0: feel as though what essentially happened is that Aston Martin were ahead of the curve and all of the other teams are now ahead of the curve, ahead of them. And essentially these curves are just happening at different times. They're just different waves. And so what will happen is that Aston Martin will come back and peak again I'm sure once they get these these upgrades sorted. So I'm not particularly worried. I think it only you should only really be worried when the drivers start really complaining about the the performance of the car with no damage. I know that Fernando made some made a comment on the radio. I think about driving the car today, saying that it was uh, on Sunday that it wasn't a particularly good car to drive, and. I think that was just down I to think the suspension. That was down damage. to the suspension damage. But yeah. if he starts doing it on a regular basis, like he did before at McLaren, GP two engine, we all know about that. <laughs> then I then I think that's when we have to worry. But other than that, I think I think that I think they are they're okay. They're not amazing, and I feel like if they if they miss out on P3 and the constructors, it won't be because they didn't upgrade the car.
1: I think it's because of that. Because I've seen what McLaren are doing. I've seen what Haas are doing, see what Mercedes are doing. And that's the thing. If you want to be a top team, you can't just start off with True. the best car. You know, you have to continually improve it throughout the season. True, so, but you also need two solid worried.
0: drivers. So I don't blame the car and the development team.
1: I, I th- I'm going to put a little bit of blame on them because I- even if Lance is not pulling his weight, you've got.
0: Yeah, Fernando yeah, no, that's fair way. enough. But <laughs> I think at the same time, we all know that Lance should have had a hell of a lot more points than, than Fernando does.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's true. But maybe he's playing the long game. So if we finish <laughs> down, yeah, we're, we're going to get wind money, tunnel yeah. time. We're going to get wind tunnel time. So, yeah. So let's move on <laughs> to our final team. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Red Bull. A uh, weekend to forget for both Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. There's three things I want to cover: the qualifying, mm-hmm. the car performance, and the race performance. So let's start off with qualifying. Yeah. How did Max not get a penalty? I don't know. Right? How? I, think, I don't know. Well, I, I, t- I tell you, I'll tell you how. Oh, go on. Because the one that should have been a penalty with Yuki Sonoda, mm. right? And you've seen penalties being given them before. Charles yeah. Leclerc had it, True. right? They didn't. They gave, him, they gave him three reprimands, right? I think the other two, you could justify it. But the Yuki one was clear.
0: Yeah, for me, the Yuki one was clear.
1: No one from Alpha AlphaTauri showed up to the hearing, And that was taken into consideration. So these sister teams in Formula One, they need to look into it because... That's not right. That's you should bad. have been given a penalty. That's you should bad. have been given a penalty for that. Uh,
0: if that's any other team, you've got f- lots of people turning up. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether or not that would have been something that they purposefully did, or of course not. They did, but probably.
1: Yeah, are you are you telling me Mercedes wouldn't have turned up if it was them? Oh, I yeah, telling 100%. me Ferrari wouldn't have turned up if it was them. But would because f- it was the sister team. But if they're like we can't have Max even further back.
0: Yeah. True. But if it was potentially, you know, let's say Williams Mercedes, do you think Williams would have turned up? Sister-ish uh, well, it team, it almost sister it's team. A
1: sister-ish team. Yeah, like, everyone knows that Tari is a Red Bull feeder. But what I then that calls into question the stewards, right? True. Is what it's a slam dunk penalty. Uh, Why do well, you need Alpha Tari to we turn all, up?
0: We and- already know the stewardship is bad we don't need yep. anything else to confirm it, you know, we know that the stewardship in F1 is completely inconsistent and it is not up to scratch um, no. but that's a topic for a different day um, but, but, but that is quite bad, but that does explain why and I didn't know that, that's quite interesting um, okay. but that being said, it still doesn't excuse their poor quality performance
1: Right, so there's a great article on the race by Mark Hughes um, that I urge everyone to go and read, so What the reasoning was behind their poor performance is a Red Bull run, their car is optimized for a lower ride height. Yeah. Um, But coming into Singapore, because it's bumpy and they had a similar issue with spark compression, they have to raise the ride height, which then disrupts how the car is optimized. Yes. And that was the reasoning for their poor performance. Um, Expect normal service to resume in Suzuka. Yeah. And also Max pretty much confirmed it when he said that on the simulator, it did actually... Do what we thought it was going to do with the car mm. would perform not great, and then they did the simulator at Suzuka, and it was all back to normal. Yeah. So for those of you that were missing the Dutch and Austrian anthems,
0: it'll it's be only back. a week. Yeah, it's only a few days. Don't worry about you it. You know
1: uh, the Formula One outro theme will be back on, uh, receiving normal. The Max
0: Verstappen podcast will return. <laughs>
1: He will return. He's, he's just on hiatus, um, kind of thing. Yeah, one but, one yeah. very
0: quick point as well is that I know a couple of people pointed towards there being upgrades, but the upgrades only Max ran in, um, like first practice. That was it. Yeah. So just to point that out. Otherwise, everything was exactly the same as it was before.
1: Yeah, and it was the same race performance. Just wasn't there. They started on the hard tires. So saved the sage car. Um, wasn't kind to them. And yeah, pretty much Max did the best he could. Yep. um Could have got P4 of Charles because Charles is having an engine issue. I think he made up something really silly, like a whole load of time in the last few laps, like 12 or 17 seconds or yeah. something like that. It was insane. And Perez was just like, Did you used to drive for Red Bull? Or do you want to drive for Red Bull? I think I'll take Bonk. you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he should have really got um a harsher penalty, I believe, and should have got a penalty for Tsunoda. But yeah, uh, a weekend to forget for them. Uh, when when everyone's talking about could they win the constructors, they got didn't really get enough points. <laughs> so No,
0: all things must come to an end, including a win streak for Red Bull. Um but it will be they'll bounce back next weekend. I think the course. only the only hugely disappointing thing really I would think would be probably you know Aston because they were expecting to do a hell of a lot better at that track than they did that's the only really real thing that like you know outside of my expectations I expected Aston to be a bit better um but I didn't expect I personally didn't expect Red Bull to be this bad I thought they'd I probably did. get a podium um and like we joked that they changed the um sector three of the track as well to benefit Red Bull because <laughs> there was potentially another overtaking zone um and it didn't didn't benefit them once whatsoever uh and then going back slightly to to talk about the uh, boys in red at ferrari um and you were talking about ride height as well you could actually see that for the ferrari was incredibly low to the ground because it was sparking a lot more than pretty much every other car um out there on track so just something else to, to bear in mind and that's potentially why ferrari were able to maintain their performance from previous weeks and carry it through into singapore
1: yeah, um, it's. Uh, I mean, everyone will say this. Even Max fans, Red Bull fans. It was. It was nice to see, a few different cars challenge yeah, for the refreshing. Morning. It's definitely refreshing. And uh, but yeah, expect normal service to resume. And it wasn't it Ferrari that broke McLaren's streak. Wasn't there that season where McLaren won every race but one, and it was Ferrari that won. That that was race? A I believe it car. was Monza.
0: That was a safety car in Monza. There was a reason for that. And but who won you, the race? If you go back and look at it, it's
1: bullshit. Who won the race? Who won the race? I'm pretty sure it was
0: Ferrari. But if <laughs> you go back and look at it, it's bullshit. Like it's it's absolute bullshit. Uh, they should have had a clean sweep the entire season.
1: So, But it didn't happen. And it was Ferrari that did it again. So, But they did it on merit. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in, in Japan. Um, and yeah, and that's everything from my end on Singapore. Anything else you want to talk about or cover? What, how did you enjoy the race? What did you think? I thought it was a great race. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was um, great driving by Ferrari and Carlos. Yep. Um, good strategy by Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Thought they almost screwed it up uh, at the end, but Carlos saved the day. And uh, I was saying this to someone earlier at work, um it's just nice to see um and I kind of said it earlier to you in the podcast, it's nice to see important positions one, two, and three being fought for yes. by different teams. Yeah. Right. It it's just it's it was just nice to see, oh, could it be McLaren? Could it be Ferrari? Could yeah. it be Mercedes rather than oh okay, yeah, Max? alright cool, all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh I I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, said that last week's podcast, there's always good races at Singapore. Yep, and uh, yeah, looking forward to next season's race.
0: Yes, uh, and so would you say that it is the race of the season so far?
1: Of course, uh, of course. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think, 100%. I think that has to be said.
0: I think Zanvolt was was pretty good. Probably number two or three race this season, but Singapore definitely topped it for sure. Yeah, um, um, I didn't even put Monaco up there. I enjoyed that. That was a good race. Nah, Monaco was okay, I think. It, but I'm still still a little bit salty that Aston Martin pitted twice in two laps for wets and injuries. <laughs> uh, stupid.
1: Anywho, oh, I forgot to put a picture up on the 107 podcast um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it up anyway. Uh, because McLaren got paid him, their sign is orange.
0: Yes, I did see that the trophy had made it back safe and sound. Yes. Which is good.
1: So, um, well, yeah, uh, it's normally white. Uh, I'll put it on our Instagram story if you follow us on Instagram. Uh, but it was orange. So, yeah, I, I'm I just I'm not getting it out and taking a picture of the sign. I refuse
0: to do it. Sorry, it was what color? Uh, white. No, no. What color was it this
1: weekend? Papaya. Thank Papaya. you. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's normally white, right. yeah. Um, I, I refuse to just park up and take a picture of that side. I get <laughs> so it. So you're gonna yeah, get I you're gonna get, get a blurry it. picture from from the car. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um,
0: yes, but yeah, absolutely fantastic race. Can't really yeah. complain. Roll on Japan. Roll on Japan.